Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Welcome to the 6th episode of Everyday Trekkies Again we are back reviewing Lower Decks This time with the 6th episode called Terminal Provocations Back again with Pushkar So Pushkar, hi Hello Okay, so you know we'll not waste too much time We'll directly follow the tradition We'll read the IMDB shitty plotline Which does not really explain anything And then we'll discuss our views Chalo, okay? And you have, to, you have to use your captain's voice Captain's voice, okay I'll try my best <coughs> Season 1, Episode 6, Terminal Provocations The lovable but awkward Ensign Fletcher makes work difficult for Mariner and Boimler. Rutherford introduces Tendi to a holodeck training program that he created. Who writes these? Okay, so first of all, initial views, how did you like the episode? Um, you know when I said like Moist Vessel was my least favorite episode? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not anymore, so... Yeah. <laughs> What about you? For me, I surely liked the previous episode far, far better. But I would not say it is the worst one. Like, the only reason I am just not calling it the worst because it followed a similar, you know, you could say a pattern. With, yeah, it was the same pattern as the last episode. It had an A plot, B plot, C plot and it, it was almost the same structure. Yeah, so I, because that structure really suited me because I got to see multiple characters and then Shax uh, had at least two or three lines in this episode. So I'm like, yeah, cool, uh, that's fine. So yeah, like that way I was like, Ki chalo, theek hai. like at least they have found a good formula to fit in. Probably the story was not as engaging as it could be, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the thing with me was, see, with Moist Vessel, I was just in a weird place place when I watched that episode so I was like maybe that affected my thing so this episode I watched it twice and both times I was just like completely disinterested I mean I I laughed a couple of times I really liked one of the plot lines but overall this episode was just very meh for me like up season has ups and downs and it's it's sixth episode so there are only like what four more episodes left before we jump into discovery season three discovery season three trailer is out guys i'm so stoked that looks so amazing dude it looks amazing you know that would be fun because that would be like a 40 minute episode and we will have so much to discuss there'll be so much material Uh, i'm looking forward to that one but again and also like uh in the uh, star trek tradition it's like all the star trek shows don't really hit their peak until like season 3 so now you know Discovery is uh, going to in its third season so I'm really excited it's almost like a completely new show now because of the if you haven't seen the first two seasons I won't spoil anything but because of where they are time wise and um, uh, plot wise it might as well be a new show yeah 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 and like guys please if you want to watch our reviews and our discussions on that one you know watch season 1 and season 2 and catch up with us on season 3 as well because soon we'll be discussing that I think there's still time there's still a month I guess if I'm not wrong let's let's jump into the episode so let's jump into the different plot lines so as you mentioned the three plot lines the favorite plot line let's start with that your favorite plot line uh, okay so the B plot was my favorite one the one with Rutherford and Tendi who have become my favorite characters on the show 
so Rutherford and Tendi, what happens is Rutherford finds out that Tendi has not, you know, done her space walking training at Starfield Academy, and she's really nervous about it. So Rutherford is like, um, I have a hol- holiday program. I've been working on training program, and let's um, go and let's practice in that. It's really easy. And they go there. They uh, for the training program. A program. There's a tutorial thingy called Badgy. Who is like? As soon as I saw Badgy, I was like, I absolutely hate whatever this thing is. You know what it reminded me of? You've seen Gravity Falls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Bill, the main villain from Gravity Falls? The oh, guy, the yeah, 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 guy. yeah, yeah. I was like. it reminded me of exactly that and i was like this is not going to end well yeah so anyway so that was my favorite plot so they have to basically badgy turns into a uh, murder hollow character because of course that always happens and it goes on it wants to it basically goes full ultron and uh, thinks that rutherford is his father and he wants to murder him that was probably my favorite part of the show and after that i really like the c plot as well where again like last week you uh, know this week also captain freeman has to face off against these the drukmani who are trying to uh, reclaim old starfleet salvage and she is trying her level best to keep her patience and you know work this out in a civil manner and all that so that was my favorite my least favorite was probably the a plot it was what it was what about you first talking about tendi and uh, rutherford um i really enjoyed as you mentioned like obviously favorite characters no doubt about that and they were having references of cram shell comms and all of that when they were talking about what they will retrieve from the salvage and all of oh, that oh yeah yeah the original clam shell design of the community creators yeah. yeah so i i really like those small small references yeah that was good and obviously when you go to holodeck something has to go down one thing which i can absolutely no understand that when whenever there is an emergency why is the safety protocol disabled shouldn't the holodeck be disabled <laughs> like it's a weird weird thing no if anything if your safety protocols are off if there's an emergency then they should be turned on <laughs> correct exactly but again you know i think this has been happening right from i think tng original series did not have holodecks yeah so holodeck have the core i think they were having this banter right that holodecks is only not for you know let's say einsteins meeting einsteins and darwin cheese and all of that <laughs> yeah. like holodecks are essentially used for learning purposes as well like don't just forget that i mean i have a feeling because of the safety protocols and everything holodecks are just used so that klingons can you know vent out their frustration and even shacks can maybe you know every once in a while go in and uh, fire at a ship's warp core <laughs> yes 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 for sure and like that reminds me klingons venting out anger the similar plot was used in voyager as well right you know when they tried to like yeah 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 when they had to negotiate and they negotiated a holodeck so that you know these people can vent out their primal instincts there oh you mean the the hirogen right right the hirogen oh, yes yeah, right, i think yeah, yeah hirogen yeah <laughs> these species name really confuse me but yeah yeah this one actually had a really good reference but we'll get to references later yeah 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 okay now talking about the different plot lines so one which you talked about was tendi and rutherford and then the next one which you spoke about was the standoff between captain and the the tukmanis and yeah that that banter was nice like for a change you could see that the captain was looking for a diplomatic situation and you know she is good at diplomacy she is but she is also like uh, like every situation is basically testing her patience because she is not as maybe 
calm and she doesn't have that uh, long of a circuit as some of the other captains she's a very short tempered character but yeah it was fun it's really hard to get used to in like a star trek show yeah 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 absolutely but yeah her character is very unique and i loved the small banter that shaks was giving out whatever lines he had like they're only portraying him like they're close very closely portraying him at as worf yeah he was he was basically being a worf parody from next generation yeah yeah now moving on to i think your least favorite plot and yeah one of the weakest plot we could say was the plot between our so-called main characters Boimler and Mariner so tell us what was the plot and what didn't really connect with you so the a plot is Boimler and Mariner they have to basically uh, change the warp course and uh, they want to go to this choo choo dance instead what what is a choo choo dance like i have no idea i have no idea whatever. this is like a weird thing which happened uh, before that if you remember the scene when they had in that cafeteria or lunch room whatever they call that when uh, that interaction between mariner and uh, what was the doctor's name uh the cat lady no the <laughs> types Oh, you mean uh, Rura Panter? Rura, Rura Panter, yeah. right, right, right. So I thought it was something akin to you know what Starfleet has, but you know Starfleet does not have that. If you remember, Tom Paris was in one of the penal colonies. That was that was a paradise. <laughs> yeah, that was like full on you know living in Canada or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know where does this reference come from but yeah. Yeah, okay, but anyway, so uh Boimler and Mariner they go to the choo choo dance and so because this other guy who's whose name is Ensign Fletcher, he says that he'll do he'll cover uh, their job and you know they can go have fun. They come back from the choo choo dance and find out that Fletcher had been attacked and somebody uh, stole one of the cores so they basically have to go around looking for the core but then they find out that it was actually Fletcher who uh, messed up and then he wanted to cover up his whole thing. and then the core gains sentience because he tried to link with it and thought it would make him smarter it just goes like it goes it keeps escalating in such a weird way and somehow ends up that basically the sentient core basically ends up saving the whole day i mean that part i liked but overall just the character of ensign fletcher he's just what was that like i mean it just rubbed me the wrong way uh, like when they introduced fletcher he looked like one of the red shirts in the red shirts lordex i knew something <laughs> wrong was going to happen to him in the end yeah like but initially i thought that this would go into some kind of peace negotiation because you know they were uh, like the way he handled situations in the initial trope that they had and you know they even yeah, called him a natural peace negotiator yeah so i thought like he might be into that area but then they completely just disregarded that and then went into a weird trope of that he wanted to become smart and that's why he did this and unknowingly he saved the ship and all of that he got promoted demoted fired whatsoever but yeah yeah that was a weird thing like what they did with that character and something seems off when mariner and boimler are not fighting yeah that's true i mean i like the fact that they were working together for once and they were both like um, on the same page but also it's like because both of them are on the same side now you need someone who needs to fill in that boimler uh, vacuum and so you get this fletcher character who's just like no i mean we love boimler because boimler as you know incompetent as he is he still like a lovable dot and while fletcher is just like even his voice was so annoying to me <laughs> 
it seems that you are really pissed off by Fletcher. Okay, we'll not dwell into that. So, why don't we talk about one of our favorite scenes, probably? Okay, I have two scenes and both of them are from the B plot. Uh, the first one is when Rutherford and Tendi first like uh, start the training program. And basically, first of all, Rutherford says that he coded the whole thing in, thing in his spare time. Which, of course, he did because he, he does coding for fun. Like, yeah. When the simulation starts and they're in space, and you know the background looks just so it looks so beautiful i mean we all obviously praise the animation on the show but that looks something like it reminded me of wally you know uh, that whole space dance in wally and so yeah that was my first favorite scene because like they're in space and their magnetic bo- boots they kind of stick together and touch for the first time that was all very you know cute stuff the second one was a bit dark the second one was when uh, in the ice finally rutherford confronts baji and they start fighting and that fight just it it got real it got dark too like baji you know it takes like a ice crystal and stabs him you have blood uh, you know uh, spurting on the camera and everything and it all just looks so like f- full on real and then uh, he has to snap baji's neck <laughs> that was one of my favorites and uh, he basically admits to Baji that he was only trying to uh, impress Tendi because she's so cute and so uh, smart and talented. And I was like, "Yeah, bro, I agree with you. Like, you know, I would commit hollow murder for uh, uh, instant <laughs> Tendi, definitely." Damn, you're committing some. You're just uh, agreeing to some horrible shit. I mean, like, first of all, it's Baji. Second of all, he's not real. Third of all, it's Baji. Like, just like. I was so sad. I felt so good when uh, Rutherford murdered him. What the hell? Such a sadist character. But yeah, that was me. What about you? Okay, so I have some good ones. The initial five seconds when the episode started, I loved it. I thought I was watching TNG. And then I (laughs) found out that they were just humming the engine sounds. And uh, (laughs) it was a weird, funny thing. But you wouldn't believe, like, I just switched on. I was just doing something on mobile and I heard the sound. I just switched instinctively and I see Enterprise. Like, it seemed like Enterprise. I don't know what was happening. And then, yeah. you know, they were just humming the sounds. I really loved that five-second sequence. And, like, I think it is one, one of my top sequences for sure. Yeah, because it's it's such a nerdy little thing that you would do with your friends that when you talk about, you were geeking out about Star Trek, you would be like, oh, Enterprise looks like this and Voyager has this design and, you know, the Kelvin only has, like, one nacelle and this and that. So like engine sounds are also so you would talk about like you know this ship goes like this this ship goes you know makes this sound so it it, it was yeah it was a very nerdy uh, kind of uh, fan moment yeah yeah and two more things I would I would say that again small small sequence I, like as you mentioned now I did not like a whole plot or a whole scene completely I just found these small yeah. moments which really interested me then uh, you know when the core was getting big it felt like mummy oh yeah it kind of did because of the tapes and everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, lo- it, it was it was a pretty good design yeah so like that sequence is also very nice like you see these small hidden references and the things that they do that it feels nice and then towards the end when Boimler and uh, Mariner does a sarcastic Vulcan salute I was like damn that <laughs> <Yeah>. was nice <laughs> yeah, that should definitely be a thing when like you just go like this yeah like why am I doing the thing they're not going to be able to see it yes 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 it's just an instinctive thing right before when TNG and all of that an original series came out we used to respectfully do live long and prosper now it's gotta be sarcastic as hell <laughs> but yeah that was good and like I later realized after watching the episode that the whole scene between the ba- Badgie and Rutherford was like Ultron scene yeah 
I mean, the second time I was watching it, I realized the whole he calls him father and Rutherford is like, I'm sorry, Sam, and all that. So, <laughs> like, it's very Age of Ultron. So yeah, yeah, those seeds were small fun. Like, but then you can actually see, right? When when you point out these small moments, you realize like that is where the fun is. And I think probably focusing too much on that, they probably lose to enhance the plot a bit. I guess. I think that is why this episode fell a bit short. Maybe, and and my thing is that like even if this is the like weakest episode of the series, there are still uh, so many things to enjoy about it, and I love like talking about it with you. So it's n- never like you know, oh, I wasted my time watching this. It was like it was still a fun time. Yeah, like I am sure, like any Star Trek episode, however bland the plotline is, there will be something or the other that we can you know dig out that would be fun to discuss for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay, let's move on to references. Do you want to go first? Because I found like quite a few references. I'll mention them uh, after you. Oh, you did. I actually did not. Like, I don't know. Probably, I was just uh, absent-minded, but I could not really find a good reference. Like, obviously, you could see about you know the cramshell comments when they're talking about that. And yeah, I thought Starbase eighty was some kind of reference, which well. was not and then you have the yeah the initial sequence obviously that was fun when they were uh, humming engine sounds and just referring to different voyager enterprise and all of that so that was fun but uh, apart from that i couldn't really spot references other references so tell us t- at least enlighten me as well <laughs> okay so there were a few the first one was um, when fletcher uh, like when they talk fletcher is talking to them in the uh, mess hall it's uh, he mentions that boimler once got into a fight with the nausicans who are Nausicans were in the original series. Do you remember? Oh, they were like raiders yes, who yes, used yes. to steal stuff. Like they were like pi- space pirates, basically. So that was one. Then you had uh, when they're in the hollow, when Tendi and Rutherford are in the hollow deck, they go to a Bajoran marketplace. So that was another one. And the third one and the main one I found was when the Drukmani are throwing stuff at the ship. They uh, to avoid getting hit by it. Captain Freeman says uh, evasive maneuver Sulu Alpha. Yes, yes, yes. How could I miss that? That's what. That, those were the three that I found. There might be more. Obviously, there might be. Like as you mentioned last week, you no, know, we could should include a moral. So that could be a good yeah. moral, probably from this episode. That you know, howsoever rule breaking Mariner is, she mentions that she does not ru- break a rule to put someone's life in danger, except. Boimler sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but absolutely. Yeah. But whereas Fletcher was, he was just covering his own ass, nothing else. Like uh, howsoever yeah. bad the situation gets. So I mean, that's a good lesson that maybe like breaking the rules isn't necessarily always wrong, but you have to realize why you are breaking them. At least you should have a moral compass. Like that's basically it. like be humanitarian. It that's the least yes. you could do. But yes. chalo, all in all, good entertainment for us. Four more weeks, four more new episodes, and then we'll be back with Captain Saru. Yes, Saru will be back. But chalo, till then, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We'll meet you next time. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.